so we finished our uh, Pentecost, um, our Holy Yes sermon series with our Pentecost service where uh, we recognize that we say a Holy Yes um, to power. And um, that Sunday, last Sunday, I wore a red stole. Um, if we do have batteries, I would love one because you know me and the handheld mic, I got too many hand motions. Um, and I brought my red stole. Well, today begins a new season in the church called Kingdom Tide. It's actually the longest season, and it comes after the season of Easter and the season of, of Pentecost. And um, this particular season of Kingdom Tide is marked by passages of Scripture where we lean into how um, Jesus is at work in the world, or we're reminded of how God is at work in us and also in creation. And so literally until almost Advent, which will be in the winter, we will be focused on um, who Jesus is and, and how Jesus shows up in our lives. And we're going to frame it in a sermon series called Be. So all the ways in which God bees for us, God, you know, uh, shows up for us. It's also summertime, which means that many of you are going to be in and out. You're going to be inviting friends to come, maybe to worship with you when they're visiting with you. And we wanted a sermon series where if you have not been around for two weeks, um, even though I'm pretty sure you'll be sitting in front of Facebook Live, you know, with bated breath, even if you're not around for two weeks, you don't feel so far off from how we have been moving with our sermons throughout um, this series. This Sunday, I want to preach about how God is a God who will be with us. You know, God names God's self in Christ Jesus, Emmanuel, a God who is with us. It is important for us to know the withness of God, the presence of God in our lives. And so I'm going to read a very familiar psalm to some of you, Psalm 139, and I'm going to read the first 12 verses of this beautiful book in the psalm or psalm book of scripture. And here's what the psalmist says. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O oh Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind, and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shale, which is the, the depths, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, at the end of any worship service, the pastor or whoever has preached for the morning will typically offer up a blessing or a benediction. The very word benediction means good words. They're generous words that are offered over you. 
And typically in that blessing, it connects something that we have done in the midst of worship and how we want you to show up in the world on Sunday afternoon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You left this place last Sunday hearing that in your body you literally carry a new power politic. That because of the, the power of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, we are not people who only live believing that um, there's power over each other which is how the world and the empire operates, but we believe that there's power with each other, that there's not one of us, no matter how young or old or our sexual orientation, there's not one of us who does not have access to this power in their lives and also being displayed through their lives. And so the challenge for you was to go knowing that you are powerful, F-U-L-L. Sometimes we are reminded that when the world is breaking, we are like bombs of healing in the world. Sometimes we are reminded when the world is so oppressive that we can literally carry justice and righteousness in the ways in which we show up for ourselves and we also show up for others. That when the world is caught up in the tyranny of busyness, we might uh, be given the challenge or the commission to rest because Jesus says, for all of you who are weary, this is the gift that I will give you that we will not enslave ourselves or be our own pharaohs. Every single time you leave this place, I do the pastoral five-finger spread, and I offer a charge over your life. And when the world seems to just be taking our breath away because of our elders uh, who were killed in Buffalo or children who were killed in Uvalde, we're worshipers in Laguna Woods. I charge and I commission you to go and then to go in the peace of Christ. You are reminded of who you are and what you have the capacity to do every single time you show up on Sunday. I want you to say this word, and. One more time, and. And when you come into this place, you are reminded of who God is. Not only in us, but you're also reminded who God is for us. Yes, we come into this place so that I might know and that you might know that we are not powerless. That I might know and that you might know that we can be just in ourselves so that there might be justice in the world. That I might know and that you might know that we don't have to be bound by oppressive systems, but instead we are people of liberation. But we also come into this place to remind it of who God is. It's not all about us. It's also about this who God who shows up for us. Because if not, if we do not remind ourselves of who God is, then this just becomes a social justice club or a really great therapy session where I get to be Oprah and ask you or tell you really great things. But everything that we do in the world, the what that we do in the world, is informed by who God is in us and also through us. And let me also add who God is So it's not only about writing our senators or calling them up or interrogating where we might be sipping out of the cup of white supremacy. It's also recognizing that God is a way maker, a miracle worker, light in the darkness, that God is a mountain mover, a circumstance changer, 
that God is a God who will journey with us through the valley of the shadow of death. That when weeping lasts for a night or for a month or for a year or for two years that God is with us, we also say something about who God is for us. So that our faith isn't just what we do. It's also having a trust in who God is. I want you to hear that one more time. Faith isn't just about what we do. It's that hard work of trusting in who God is. And who God is, is probably most beautifully described in this particular Psalm, Psalm 139. More so than any Psalm that I ever quote, it is this one. When you have a bad breakup and you text me, I'm going to probably text you back something in Psalm 139. Probably for every single person that I have set by their bedside when they are dying, I have read Psalm 139. Or when you are sitting by the bedside of a loved one and I can't get there to be with you, I say, read to your loved one, Psalm 139. When you lose your job or when you feel all alone or when you're caught up in, uh, or consumed by the feelings of anxiety or angst, I might say, I want you just to, see, to read Psalm 139. And typically I'll say, read verses 1 through 18. Because there is something about the quality of this psalm. It's not a blessing psalm. It's not an adoration psalm. It's not a, a, a lament psalm. It is a psalm that literally tells us who God is. Cameron Murchison, who's a, um, a wonderful scholar, says this, No single psalm has been more consistently cited as the bedrock for classical Christian doctrine concerning the defining attributes of God than Psalm 139. He, so so there, there are these um, things called absolute attributes of God, and then in theological circles, we also have what we call relative attributes of God. Tomorrow, when you go to work and you're dropping this knowledge on people, wait for folks to be in awe. Theology 101. Here are what we call the absolute qualities of God. That God is omniscient, meaning God is all-knowing. That God is all omnipresent, meaning that God is always present. God's withness cannot be compromised. And then the last one is that God is omnipotent, meaning that God is all-powerful. Nothing is impossible for our God. And in Psalm 139, even before a word is on my tongue, oh Lord, you know it completely. Oh God, you have searched me and you have known me. Basically that God knows everything about us. That you hem me in before and behind. If I were to find myself settling at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your right hand shall hold me fast. That God is omnipresent. That when the darkness becomes, uh, becomes so overwhelming that it begins to seem like it's going to threaten life, even darkness is not like darkness to you. It is as bright as the day. God is all-powerful, omnipotent. That in the everyday, ordinary moments of your life, when I rise up and when I lie down, God knows. That when I feel close or when I feel far away, God is with us. When I cannot change my circumstances or when the world doesn't seem to want to change its circumstances, God is all-powerful. It matters that you come into this place and you can tell people what you want to be up to on a Monday. Lisa preached this sermon. She said, we are all powerful. I'm about to be out here. 
it's also really important that you can go up from this place and you can also hold on to who God is. At all times and in all places, these are the defining attributes of God. That God is always knowing. That God is always with us. That God's power cannot be threatened. And even though we may not always feel known, here's where the trust comes in, is that God knows us. And even in the moments when we feel lonely or afraid, here's where the trust comes in, that we believe that God is with us. That even when we feel overwhelmed or like we can't do it, here's where the trust comes in, that God is all-powerful. And I want to say this, here's the mystery of God. There are going to be times when you don't feel known. And there are going to be times when you feel all alone. And there are going to be times when you wonder how things are going to change. And somehow the crazy, beautiful, radical belief of our faith is that when we are in despair, that God is with us. That when elders are killed in a grocery store and children can't even go to school and not worry about their lives, that God is all powerful. And when we wonder if anyone even cares about the dreams that we ponder in our hearts like Mary, the mother of Jesus, that God knows. And so here's my challenge to you. If you can walk out of this place on a Sunday believing what you are capable of doing. If you can walk out of this place on a Sunday and trust that I say you are powerful, that you are just within yourself, that you are righteous, might you take the risk and also trust what we say about God. That God is with us. That God knows us. That God is all powerful. So yesterday I had um, the wonderful gift, the wonderful gift of getting to see many of our, um, or some folks in our community literally living in their flow. Like I, like, I realized, oh, my gosh, these folks actually be listening to sermons. Like, I mean, I watch folks say, I'm taking that Pentecost power, and it's about to follow me all throughout the week. So uh, uh, one of our, um, or, or some of our, our members ran in the uh, Run for Love 5K that was hosted by Runology. And um, our dear brother, um, Andrew Frazier, and his wife, uh, Dom Frazier, they, they ran in that, in that particular race, and I got to be at the finish line. And let me tell you, y'all, I was screaming like a crazy person. Like, my life depended on it, okay? Like, it was commentating to the 25th degree. I was ESPN plus, plus, plus. I was screaming so hard for Andrew with every single stride. 
And let me tell you why I was screaming so hard for Andrew. Because on Monday night, Andrew was in the hospital. But then on Saturday, Andrew was crossing the finish line. Did you see what Andrew could do? <laughs> but it's also because I trust in the God who will run the race with us when we are called to run the race set before us. And I also know that God is a healer who holds and mends our broken bodies. I got to see a dear sister of mine, Alexanne, play the clarinet like she's, like it was her full-time job. And the Triangle Pride Band, the symphonic version. And y'all, they played a Whitney Houston set that had me body rolling in a church. I mean, they played, they played. And what a thing of wonder to see my sister take up space and to lean into all of her gifts and to not make herself small or to be invisible, even if the world sometimes wants to push and make us feel invisible. It's not only what she was doing, but as Laura prayed, it's also because Hagar named the God who sees is a God who sees Alexan and a God who affirms so that we might be unleashed in ourselves and also with our gifts. It's not only about what and who. This is who God is for you. God has searched you and known you. Even before word is on your tongue, God knows it completely. God hems you in before and behind. Basically, God is always a protector. If you were to find yourself in the highest heavens, God is there. If you were to find yourself in the pits, God is there. If you were to settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there, God's hand will hold you fast. And when in this world it feels as though darkness has come over us, darkness is not like darkness to God, it's like light to God. It's as bright as the day. This is who God is. Not only in us, so that we can show the world what we can do. This is who God is for us so that we can say what God does, is doing, will always do. Will you pray with me? God, you are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. You are a change maker, a redeemer. 
manna in the wilderness, bread from heaven. That is who you are. You are a mountain mover, circumstance shifter, all love excelling, grace beyond grace, mercy beyond mercy, and almighty. That is who you are. And God, we thank you for all the ways in which you work in us and all the ways in which you work through us. And today, we give you thanks for all the ways in which you are who you are. Even when we don't see it, when we don't feel it, when we're not able to hear it, or when we struggle to believe it. Might you show up in the ways in which you only know how, that we might be reminded that you are all-knowing, that you are ever-present, that you are all-powerful. God, we ask all of this in confidence and also in hope the strong name of our son Jesus Christ and all God's people said, Amen.